Hello and welcome to the Believe Crew podcast. The business is you. I'm Jamie White, founder of Believe Crew and your host. Let's jump right in. Today we have Katie with us here on the podcast. Katie is the newest Believe Crew member, so I'm super excited to introduce you to her. And she is a Theta healer and everything else I will have her tell us <laughs> because I like to hear it right from you. How did you get involved in what you're involved in and what are you uh, excited about? Yeah, so my journey uh, has been, as most journeys are, there's um, a lot to the story. The short version of how I came to be an intuitive mindset coach um, is that I was um, working a, a business, a home-based business, and I had one daughter born during that time. And then I had daughter number two born during that time. Um, and I wanted to leave my other part-time position and be able to fully provide for my yeah. income, you know, supplementation that I gave to our family's income. Um, and so in that process, I decided to hire a business coach. And that was my first big investment in myself. And it has expanded into something very unexpected, which is now that I am coaching. So she used a technique called theta healing in our sessions. And that's the technique that I use with my clients. And I, it was so exciting to me when I discovered theta healing because I uh, wasn't new to the concept of muscle testing, but mm -hmm. I was using it for um, foods, um, you know, just for clearing, like testing to see if I had like, you know, come in contact with a toxin that I needed to ask to be cleared out of my body. But then I found out that you could use muscle testing to determine what beliefs you were yeah. holding in your subconscious. And that was absolutely groundbreaking for me because I had been introduced um, through a book called The Miracle Morning. That was the very, very start of my um, development of, in well, really the start of me choosing to invest in myself. Because at that point, I read that book and I realized that the that it was safe for me to have a vision, that that vision was actually possible for me to attain. It gave a version of how to do that by you know, working on your belief system, repeating affirmations, um, doing visualizations of what you wanted. Um, and so then when Theta Healing entered the picture as a technique to achieve those things, it was uh, just groundbreaking because I then realized that what I had been doing that was very laborious, I could simply, yeah. once I got clear on what needed to change, I could just ask that it be done, ask my higher power that it be done. Um, do the, any work needed to do around it in releasing, you know, the trauma, forgiveness, and then it would change. I've always wanted to help people. Like even in my past business, which was a fashion industry of, you know, helping women dress themselves. It was all about like, I really just wanted to serve and help people. Um, right. And so when I came up on this and I started to see like the rapid transformation that I was experiencing in my immediate direct reality like those things that you just that you butt up against every single day that you're like I just want this to change whether it's with your husband your kids your you know messy house the stress that you feel from the minute you get out of bed in the morning and the anxiety or the depression or whatever it is and I started to feel those things changing I was like I I'm onto something and then you know very quickly God started telling me like this you're no longer you you will no longer have peace doing what you're doing like with the fashion <laughs> business because I have something you got to go deeper with people. Um, wow. So that's how it started. Yeah. That's amazing. And I know even 
the little bit of work that we've done together, I have felt and seen that difference. And we were in a similar place as you. We had already um, come to terms with different ways that we could test. Our family uses multiple ways, depending on, you know, which kid or uh, my husband. And we've all kind of found a way that works for us. But we were using it on emotions and um, we we're starting to be aware of different things that we could, you know, kind of think about and pray about and be aware of. But then you kind of brought, added another level to our thinking. And so now we're like, it's normal conversation to be like, well, what is the de- divine definition of that? <laughs> Maybe we need to know that. <laughs> and so it's been super oh, helpful to have I, those things added to our I life. I love that you yeah. mentioned that because... I literally just downloaded for myself the divine definition of a podcast before this because I was like, (laughs) I realized I was a hint stressed. And then, so I was like, okay, God, do I have the divine definition of a podcast? I muscle tested it. It was no. And so I downloaded it and just like immediately it came, oh, it's just a conversation. Like you have conversations all the time that it's fine. But that's what I love about downloading divine definitions is that all of a sudden you have this realization come of like, what is it from God's perspective? And it, and it just, it literally just enters your consciousness. Yeah. It is. It is. And, and just being aware of that again, like you said, I love that you brought up the book, the miracle morning. And what I found to be interesting is on the podcast, there's usually one book that is mentioned and I don't even have to ask people, you know, what is the book that you would recommend to people? Because there's a book that created an awareness to something that then shifted our thought process. And then it was just the beginning, right? And so for you, it was Miracle Morning. For someone else, it could be a different book. And then the other thing is we've connected over the book, Lori Kosinick's book, The Laws of the Universe and the Bible, which has been a different book, um, kind of introducing us to some things that was like, I was already aware of some of this. This sort of fills in some of the gaps. It's um, been really good to create that connection with other people that are like, yes, actually, this is important to me too. Yeah. I was going to say, I have two books and that would be my second one. The laws of the universe and the Bible. Like, oh, that's perfect. (laughs) Two pivotal moments, like reading or listening to the miracle morning. It's a short book. Um, I don't do the practices in it anymore because I feel like the technique that I use now with baby healing has taken place and I'm doing those practices all day long, every day. Right. Right. So it's like a full integration of that. But yeah, two pivotal points, Miracle Morning and then the laws of the universe in the Bible. So very grateful That's to the awesome. authors for willing to let those things flow through them. Right, right. So when you help clients today, what is it that you love to help clients with? When I started to realize that I even had a divine gift, first of all, and then I started asking God about like, what is my divine gift or, you know, my divine gifts? And, um, the, the divine gift that came through to me was I have the gift of encouragement and it was, it was like humbling and thrilling to recognize that and to have God tell me that. Um, and so, but then even just recently, what has, that's like even evolved a little bit more, like to further, you know, further explain that God has told me like your gift is to help people see themselves the way that God sees them. And the way that God sees us is with so much love that you can't even begin to fathom it. And so what I just, what thrills me about working with clients is that when they come into a session and there's, there's fear, there's resistance, there's blocks around something, 
and, and then just in working with them and it's, and it's one belief comes and then it's the next belief comes. And then I ask them a couple of questions and then it's some forgiveness where it comes up and, and then it's some trauma. It's just like this beautiful little path that God is perfectly pointing. Like what's next, what's next, what's next. I just yeah. get to follow and be a conduit. And it's just watching those things fall away and God's love flowing in. It is just phenomenal. And whether you're working on your relationship with like yourself or your spouse or your kids, or you're working on business stuff, I guarantee you it happens like that in every single session. You think like, oh, business is separate or this is separate. God Mm -hmm. deals with it all in the same way. It's removing blocks so the love can come in. It's just so cool. I love that. And I know that your personality loves aesthetic as a motivator from the um, personality assessment that we did. And so when I think about that, like you kind of visualizing this love flowing in, you're like, oh, this is so much better. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> not the heavy, icky, icky um, stuff, the other stuff right. that's there. And so, and, and even just knowing that people are leaving feeling lighter or there's stuff that's been worked through that now is going to make it so that that path is just different to be able to walk different that's cool when you think about yourself and the path that you've been on is there anything that stands out as like this work I didn't even know how impactful it would be uh yeah so right now this is okay this is just interesting because right now I actually have one of my former clients staying at my house for a couple of days um and the her journey and what she's been on, like she had a total breakdown, which I say like a breakdown is either, it's either actually a breakthrough or it's like the start of a breakthrough. Mm. So her breakdown, like, like most people's, it was the start of her breakthrough, mm. but it took her to wow. a very, very low place. Um, and I know she's, she's mm. always told me she's fine with me sharing her story. And so, you know, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually on every level, like just basically kind of destroyed. She and I share, um, you know, a history of early childhood abuse. And so I really resonated with her on that. Um, And to lead her through the process, and it was very, very deep, very intensive, the process of healing that um, abuse and how all of that has impacted her in so many ways. But what's, what has been so like surprising and rewarding is that now she just finished her second, you know, round of beta healing classes and she's now, um, become the practitioner. She practices on me and (laughs) the roles have shifted. So we trade work now and she's the person that God is providing for me. Like we talked about becoming more visible. Um, and so just to be completely open and authentic, I recently in that with, when I set that intention to be more visible, all of a sudden things started to crack open and it wasn't very, it didn't feel good. Um, but what was happening is there were still, there was a deep, dark cellar in that abuse trauma mm-hmm. piece of me that I had never cracked open. I had never let anybody in. Um, and she just like out of the blue, she's like, I think you seem so open, but there's a place you've never let anybody go. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's mm-hmm. go there. You know, God is giving you that yeah. for a reason. Um, so I think that's what has been so surprising. Like I've been aligning people lately with the divine definition of seventh plane healing. And that is where, you know, where the healing happens with the technique of theta healing. 
And the idea of it is that you don't have to give anything in, in exchange to receive this healing that you, the healer receives in the healing, the client or the, you know, the practitioner receives, the client receives, everyone receives in this seventh plane healing. And I've, I've seen it come full circle with this client of mine. Um, and that has honestly been, mm. it's just open, open my eyes to like a new level of possibility even of what's, yeah. what can be in my practice. Yeah. There's so much in there, <laughs> like all the different things that you're willing to share, you know, like how difficult it can be sometimes to be willing to be visible or to even um, want to be visible. Sometimes we push it away and we don't realize that it's because of an internal trauma from who knows how long ago. And oftentimes the other options that are out there in terms of like, how do I become more visible? Well, it's like, well, you need to do this and you need to do that and like create good habits. and. Um, and we want to, oftentimes we want to be the people that are creating good habits and doing good things. But then for some reason, we just can't get ourselves to show up or we're procrastinating. We don't know why. And so having a different, um, way of implementing it, I don't know if that's making sense, but trying to explain the shift that happens in your life (laughs) compared to just trying to do the doing. And we can spend a lot of energy trying and can't figure out why it's still not working. I, I love, there's a story that um, Tony Robbins shares where he asks somebody in the audience to try picking up the chair. And so they go and they pick up the chair and he's like, no, 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 I didn't ask you to pick up the ter- chair. I asked you to try to pick it up. And so then they go and they hold the position and the effort that's required to pick up the chair without actually doing it. And I feel like that is what we're often trying to do when we're having these conversations or being frustrated with ourselves and not really forgiving ourselves for the fact that we can't figure out why we're not doing what we say we want to do. And so I feel like these other opportunities to have that close connection with God and really downloading the divine definitions of things so that we're not being stuck or opening up those new doors. What, um, is really what's made so much progress for me and for our family and our life. Is that similar to what you would say would be, I mean, how does that sound to you or what comes up for you when I say that, when I ask that? It's right on. So um, the, the biggest breakthrough revelation for me was when I became friends with fear and resistance. And the Ooh. only way that you can become friends with fear and resistance is no that there is something on the other side of it mm-hmm. and that that something, whatever's on the other side of it doesn't have to be powered through that. It just needs to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to just give you an example. Last night, my husband and I, you know, in the kitchen, we're probably both tired. Like he makes some little offhanded comment and I'm like triggered, you know? Right. And right. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, and then he, <laughs> and then he's triggered that I'm triggered, you know? Um, and so <laughs> that's the cycle. How did you know? <laughs> Can you see my life? <laughs> right, exactly. But then I, it was really, it ended up being very beneficial because I was, I was finally able to express to him of like, cause he was, he said something to me that was meant to help me. I didn't feel like it was a help. And so I was triggered. Um, and, mm-hmm. but he came at it with a good intention. Um, and so, but I was able to explain to him, like, instead of me just saying like, I'm going to be more humble in the future. 
Um, you know, I'm going to, I'll take your advice more, et cetera, et cetera. I need to step into these feelings right now of I am mm-hmm. triggered and I need to understand why, because I would rather change what's causing me to be right. triggered so that I know that I can be more humble in the right. future when right. something right. like this happens. So yeah, that's just a little example. Yeah. And it, and it completely makes sense because what I've found is that I don't react once these things have been shifted in my life. So if we are quote unquote triggered, it's usually a reaction to something that is inside me. And if I can get to a place where I can respond, then we can change the cycle where there's you know, yeah. maybe other things that come up. Yeah. The trying, like mm-hmm. I guess when I, so when I was repeating affirmations and, you know, doing all of those things, I was trying really, really, really hard. And I kind of felt like I was beating my head against the wall a little bit. Um, and yeah. so, uh, yeah, that's the thing that I found is that it's, it's a lot more about surrendering than it is about trying. Hmm. Hmm. That is a really good perspective. The other thing that you brought out um, makes me think about when I was having breakdowns and they were actually moments before breakthroughs. Again, good wording, good to know. And I was having complete meltdowns. It's not like it was this little, you know, anxiety attack that I was, I shouldn't say little anxiety attack. It wasn't that I was having, you know, a little bit of nausea. It was complete meltdown out for the day. I don't think this is going to work. And what you're saying is embrace the relationship with fear in a different way. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I would love to. So if if you um, are avoiding fear, you'll never be able to understand really your purpose or your path. Because so fear always, what I love about fear is that fear will always direct me to something that I need to change to move forward. And so when that fear comes, mm. it's, it's like it's, there's an invitation to the fear, to feel the fear mm. and to understand why it's there, what's behind it. Because I know that with God's help, I can shift whatever it is that's causing it. And the impact of that is going to be so much farther reaching than simply just removing the fear around this issue. It's going to impact every area of my life. So that's why I love fear so much. Hmm. So what comes up for you with that verse in the Bible that talks about perfect love casting out fear? That's the whole concept of, so the fear is whatever, what is it in me? Another way to say it would be, what is it in me that's blocking God's love from coming into this? Hmm. Because when the perfect love comes in, the fear will be gone. This is all stuff that I've been aware of and studied, and it's coming in from a new perspective and just appreciate, I'm appreciating the perspective that you're bringing to it and um, needing some space to like actually recognize how fear, how I can work with fear in the future instead of being afraid of it. Like once we create fear of the fear, then that's a whole other layer And then when we allow the doubts and fears, we've talked a little bit about what you do and how you help clients and a little bit about um, the impact that it's had in your life and some stories. Is there anything that you would love to express that you feel has been left unsaid? Well, okay. I guess this was put on my heart this morning. Um, I just knew that this is something that I needed to share in the podcast. So recently, 
um, God pointed me that I need like my reading in the Bible needs to be in Proverbs. Um, and so I, today was Proverbs four. And what I'm doing as I go through Proverbs is like, I'm, if there's some, anything that jumps out at me at all, I'm muscle testing it to see if I'm in alignment with the divine definition of that thing, or just using it to let beliefs come up for me. Today, the verse was the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom and with all your possessions, acquire understanding. And so what I wanted to leave, like, you know, I've, I've heard you in the past on your podcast ask, like, is there any advice that you would have or anything that you want to leave people with? And my advice is going to be invest in yourself. That was what came to me this morning as I was driving before I had read this. And so then when I went, I read this, I just thought with all your possessions, acquire understanding, like, you know, it spoke to me of investing in yourself in whatever way God leads you to invest in yourself. But then just thinking about wisdom and acquiring wisdom um, and the beginning of wisdom, that was like the divine definition that I wanted, needed to ask for of like, what is the beginning of wisdom? And it came to me, the beginning of wisdom is love. Like love is actually the beginning of wisdom. And then it led me to the verses of, you know, like the greatest of these is love. Like the greatest, there's nothing greater than love. Um, And then I will just, this one I was really just kind of thrilled with. So um, I just like asked really to know and understand God's definition of wisdom. And it just came to me like, Wisdom is the application of God's love to everyday living. And I was like, wow, you know, just to really, because I think in in the past, I asked also for the divine definition of the relationship between love and wisdom. I asked to receive that. And actually, I just feel moved right now. So if anyone who's listening to this or like you too, Jamie, like if you want to receive all of those things that I just said, just say yes. Yes. And, and and it will be done. It will be done, whether you're listening to this, you know, two years from now or whatever. But it was just, I think I, in the past, I had compartmentalized wisdom and love. And today it was so exciting to see how they're, it was like, God was just like, they're one and the same. Like they're just all, it's, it's just this most beautiful relationship. So that's what comes. That's the only thing I felt like was left unsaid. <laughs> that's amazing. And give us a little piece of what it's like to just say yes. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Like, what did what does that mean? Even <laughs> it's just that easy. In my practice, um, and with the theta healing technique, that's that's what I ask my clients to do to receive a change, um, or to receive a divine definition is just to simply say yes. The reason for that is it involves your conscious mind in the change. And then also, I don't want to be going around changing people's belief systems uh, without them, you know, co-creating that with me. Like, you have to be invited. You have to invite your client into the process um, of that. So that's the power of the yes. Yeah, that's super awesome. So now that you do this, has it changed how you interact with your family? Have there has there been any resistance from others outside of your internal family? Yeah. Um, and actually a lot of resistance within my internal family. Um, (laughs) both sides everywhere, resistance on all sides. Um, yeah, that was the hardest part is that when people don't understand something, they usually do fear it. And so this was something that really, um, no one, very, very few people in my 
inner circle understood. Like even the concept of how energy is, you know, like we're all energy, like just like it all felt very much. I think I was in a group that was very much on the physical, like, you know, it's all about being able to see it and all, albeit faith based people, but keeping God in spirituality in a box of it can only touch this area of my life, um, et cetera. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess, and what I've, the, the thing that I've come to realize about that resistance that you experience when you're doing something new is that it really is the world is your mirror. It's all just showing you stuff that's inside of you anyway, whether it's coming from the outside or the inside. And so what's happened to me is that as I've changed myself and my own belief system, I mean, I've literally just watched the resistance and others fall away. It's just, it's, it's, it's comical and it's almost irritating sometimes because it's like, (laughs) I want to have power, but I don't want to have that much power because I want to be able to blame somebody, you know? Um, Right. 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 But, but really, so anytime you're experiencing Mm. resistance from the outside, just look in inside, it's in there. You'll, you'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. It's so good and so painful all at the same time because I yes. was living in blame eight years ago and frustration. And for some reason it was serving me to live there and point fingers. And the more I realize that I need to look internally, the a little bit more painful it can be <laughs> to, to realize that if I'm blaming someone else, I need to look inside. Well, I appreciate you being on today. Is there anything else that you would love to share with the audience? You know, the only thing that comes to me is there is literally nothing that can't be healed. That's it. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and really the only thing that's required is to be willing to show up and put it all on the table. And that's it. You don't have to know how you're going to change it. You don't even have to know or believe that it is possible. But you just have to be willing and you actually, I work with a lot of people who have, who their relationship with God is very, very broken. You don't even have to know who God is. You don't even have to know if God exists. All you have to be willing for is to show up and put it on the table. And there is healing available. No matter what it is, it can and will be healed. Well, I feel like that's a mic drop moment. And I encourage everyone (laughs) to consider what it is that they would love healing in. Thank you so much for joining me today, Katie. Looking forward to everything that you're going to create. Me too. And I'm so thankful to be creating alongside of you. 